1: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Does Sports, and this week we have our fucking Super Bowl edition, which we're very excited about. Before we start, I want to introduce my co-host, the very honorable, the very husky, the sexual intellectual,
2: Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. I appreciate that introduction. Do what I can for you, man. You know. I'm, I'm pumped for Super Bowl snacks.
1: I am too, man. I'm just pumped for the Super Bowl in general. So, obviously, we're going to talk about Super Bowl 55. Look at me with the Roman numerals. Mm. Super Bowl 55 this week. We're going to talk about some weird, some fun prop bets. We're going to talk about some Super Bowl memories. Big trade in the NFL, which affected our quarterback carousel. We're going to touch on the quarterback carousel again. That's something we're going to probably talk about weekly. And a little NBA. So, Barry, are you ready?
2: Let's get it. All
1: right, let's get into it, man. We got the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have the Chiefs as a three and a half point favorite. Uh basically a home game for Tampa Bay. A little funny Super Bowl week this week, right? Now we're used to having like all the, the media and media day and all this stuff, and we're not really having all that. Radio Row and all the all the cool content we get with it being Super Bowl week. Not really getting that this week. So just kind of talk about the game for a little bit. I'll I'll start. Um, obviously the Chiefs are being the are the favorite. Patrick Mahomes has been, outside of one game, probably the most unstoppable player at his position. Him and Aaron Rodgers, and you know obviously you know Mahomes, the last person to beat him in a playoff game was Tom Brady, and that was in overtime. And you talk about a questionable penalty. You talk about, you know, the Patriots won without the Chiefs touching the ball in overtime. So. You know, Pat Mahomes' level of success in the NFL, I mean, outside, I guess, Tom Brady, when he first got the NFL, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very similar. I mean, back to the Super Bowl again, he's got MVP under his belt. He's got all those weapons. I don't – here's the thing. So when you play the Chiefs, uh, I don't want to get two X's and O's here, but anytime you play the Chiefs, you're going to have two deep safeties, right? Because you cannot have ty- if you have if you go man up on Tyreek Hill and ask the Buccaneers they experienced that once this year if you put if you go man on Tyreek Hill that's about as close to an automatic touchdowns you're gonna get in the NFL. That's a wrap. <laughs> it's an absolute wrap. No one can, you I'm, you can play ten yards off him once he's even he's leaving. It's 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 like Barry said it's an absolute wrap. And then of course you have all the motions you got. Travis Kelsey, who, you know, we talked about last week, runs routes like a receiver, the size of a tight end. He can beat corners. I mean, he's about as un- he's about as unstoppable as his position as well. You know, if then you, you mix in Sammy Watkins, some weeks he shows up, he out of nowhere, he's a guy that can give you a ten for one sixty. Out of nowhere. And then Mecole Hardman, which I think is a great compliment to Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, you think you want it? You, To me, the Buccaneers have got to get to Patrick Mahomes with Shaquille Barrett and JPP. That's the only way they have it. They have got to get him to the ground. Uh, Big problem with that is Patrick Mahomes threw 18 touchdowns and no interceptions on quick passes, which is two and a half seconds or less. So when he sees a blitz, that ball comes out. He always has somebody hot. He knows what he's looking at. He's very well coached. And he has the best play caller in the NFL. So when they start getting heat, they're going to make an adjustment. Then how are you going to adjust? It's very, 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 very tough. I do think the Tampa Bay offense can score with them. Particularly if Brady gets hot, which he's fucking Tom Brady. He can do.
0: I think this could be a good high-scoring Super Bowl. And I think it's probably... I
1: I'm I've been racking my brain all that all day for I make this statement I'm gonna go ahead and say it I think it's the best quarterback matchup we've ever had in the Super Bowl. Bear your thoughts.
2: Man, you you said a lot there, and I think what what happened you know everybody's focusing on this quarterback matchup, and like you said I think. That Tampa Bay can sc- they can score, um, but I think if it gets in to the scoring matchup and it gets high scoring, Tampa Bay is not going to be able to keep up with yeah. Kansas City.
1: That's what I keep coming back to
2: as well. So for them, to me, for Tampa Bay to win, and listen, Tom Brady six and three in the Super Bowl. Two of his losses are to Eli.
1: Yeah, it was coming.
2: That's right. And uh, Nick Foles, okay, a nobody, an Eagle, a nobody. Eli Hall of Famer. Um, but no quarterback in the history of the league has ever played to win by a field goal better than Tom Brady. And there for him it. to do, for him to do that, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are going to have to have big days. I think they don't want to throw, you know, Brady, let him throw a clutch pass here and there. And that run game has to be on. And they got to keep the Chiefs off the field. That is my keys to Tampa Bay success, and for the and you know we watched it with the Packers game. If Tom Brady comes out and throws three picks against the Chiefs, it's they're done. You cannot give him extra possessions. You're right. <clears throat> they are fucking dumb. If he throws three picks, they lose by two touchdowns or more. I I would I would lay a hundred bucks on that. If he throws multiple picks or there are multiple turnovers, not just him. If if they turn the ball over, fumbles, whatever, it is dumb. Like you, Kansas City lollygags, you seen it with the Bills. Dude, they were like not even there. And then they scored 21, 24 straight points in a matter of literally like two, three minutes. And you're sitting there going, what just happened?
1: You know, I always go back to their game against the Houston-Texas in the playoffs last year when Houston jumped out on them 24-0 mm-hmm. and, Kansas, and Kansas City won by 20. <laughs> I, I I think about that a lot. I was like, and everything you said is is spot on. You've got to run the ball. You've got to keep them off the field by limiting possessions so that you can't score if you're not getting the opportunities. I worry that no risk at no biscuit, Bruce Arians is going to be able to stick to that.
0: Um, I like the run game, I like the wide receiver screen game, I like the slant game. I like Mike Evans and Chris
1: Godwin and Antonio Brown, for that instance, in the red zone. Uh, playoff, they need playoff Lenny Furnette to show up. But it's it's going to be a whole lot. And as far as defensively, I, I mean,
0: everyone in the NFL is still trying to figure out how to defend this dude. So it's. It's going to be fucking tough. I mean,
1: like any quarterback in the world, you want to get. Now, on the, on the flip side, of Kansas City, if they want to win, they got to get to Tom. That's how you beat Tom Brady. You got to get him off his spot. Get him off his spot, make him have to use his feet. He's wearing some Under Armour shoes for cleats that were made for athletes in 2002 on his feet.
2: He's got lineman
1: shoes on, folks.
2: <laughs> Those are the Brady 2000s. Legit.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> they had to go back in
1: time and make a shoe before Under Armour even existed.
2: He's like, I don't, I don't know if I like these. It's what insanity. about my shoe in 2000? <laughs> it looks
1: like he's wearing a lineman shoe. It's hilarious. He's an old man. He's 43. i tell you what, though. For him to be doing what he's doing at his age is... I don't care if you're the biggest Brady hater in the world. That's got to be tough to watch because he is still lethal. So kudos to him, man. And, you know, a lot of side prop bets here, Barry. I'm just going to go through some of them here. Obviously, Chiefs favored by three and a half.
0: First half spread, Chiefs by two and a half. I'm just going to go down and tell me what you think here once I get to some cool ones here. Oh, man. All right, hold on. Because there's all kinds of alternate lines and three-ways line. Now we're here to the special props.
1: Okay. Biden must give pre-Super Bowl 45 interview on CBS. Who will Joe Biden select to win the Super Bowl? Wager cutoff. Okay. Biden must give a Super Bowl press interview on CBS for this to be active. Does he pick
0: Tampa Bay? Kansas City? Wonders if they both can win. Or declines to pick a side. What do you think? I think he picks. Uh, I
2: think he picks Tom Brady. I think he picks the Bucks.
1: I think that he'll say, "Yeah, I think that he'll pick the Bucks." Saying, "I can't bet against Tom Brady," but I think with him being a sports fan, you know, he's a big Eagles fan, right? No, okay. I'd... For him being. A... <laughs> So. <laughs> for, for him being a sports fan, I think that he will make a pick. Um, touchdowns, combined touchdowns for both teams. The over/under is five and a half. What do you got? Oof.
2: combined, to, yeah, over.
1: Okay. All right, let me go down here. Obviously, you, and you can pick the exact number of touchdowns. You want to, you know, really, really lay some
2: money on the line. Okay, nine.
1: Okay. Longest touchdown scored over under 45 and a half yards.
2: With Tyreek Hill on the field.
1: Over. 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 I think <laughs> over.
2: Uh, shortest touchdown over under one and a half yards. Ooh, see, I, I would take Brady maybe sneaking one in from, you know, six or seven inches, you know. I would uh, take that. Quarter. Of the first touchdown, obviously you're gonna pick first quarter in this game.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: total number of field goals by both teams over under two and a half.
2: Man, I think if it if it's three or more, I think uh, I think Tampa Bay can win. So I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say maybe two. Unless those three all come from Tampa Bay. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and they of, lose thirty five to nine. The foot of Ryan Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Longest field goal scored, over under
2: 47.5. Ooh. Man, I, I think it'll be under that, just because I think both offenses are pretty potent and can get at least down to the, you know, 20, 25.
1: Okay. Let me go ahead and get some more good ones here.
0: It's a lot of first quarter, second quarter.
1: First quarter winning margin. Okay. Oh, God. There's tons of first quarter ones. <laughs> Tampa Bay total
0: touchdowns. Is that it or is that the first quarter? That can't be it. Over total under one and a half. In the first quarter? I think it's is for the game. I can't
1: be right.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it has to be for the first quarter.
1: There's three different ones here. Then it goes to a three-way. We'll call it three and a half. Yeah, I was I gonna to to say, say makes no sense.
2: I was gonna say they score four. Uh when we pick our, you know, the game and stuff, I'll give my final score, but I think four. Okay. Uh
0: coin toss, heads or tails? Heads. Uh I'm gonna go tails. You always pick tails. Color of the Gatorade
1: being dumped on the coach. Ooh. Orange.
0: I like that. I was gonna go red. Great. What's your favorite flavor of Gatorade? Mine's orange. Man, there's a bunch of them here. Last fucking year to score a touchdown,
1: winning margin. We're not gonna talk about that because we have. We're gonna give our, uh, our our picks here. Team to receive the opening kickoff. I'm gonna say Man. Bucks because.
2: I think Bruce Arians has actually um,
1: received a few times this year. I think the Chiefs will want to defer.
2: I, I think so, too. I was going to say Bucks, and I think Brady wants to get started first. I think he wants to strike first.
1: Um, I saw some stat on the Pat McAfee show that there's only been like a few opening kickoffs that have gone for a touchback. Da- touch and the reason Pat says this is because it is, is because you don't get the, you don't get, use your normal kicker ball. They use one of the brand, they use a brand new football, and they immediately send it to the Hall of Fame after kickoff. So they have all the opening kickoff footballs from every Super Bowl up to the Hall of Fame, which is kind of cool.
2: Yeah, I didn't. Doesn't know that. doesn't make
1: for a great probably doesn't please a lot of kickers though.
2: Yeah, but they only have to kick that once.
1: He says it's like kicking a hard piece of, but if you're betting on whether it's going to be a touchback or not.
2: Well, he just let the secret out. (laughs) Take take not a touchback.
0: All right. Let's go to the. All right. National Anthem. It's a duet this year. I couldn't tell you. Who's singing them? Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Eric the
1: over-under is... The over-under is one minute, 59 seconds. Oh, uh,
2: I just smacked my lips, folks. Thank him. Hard. I think over. Because Eric Church is going to play guitar. Okay. Is he going to sing as well? Yeah, he, he's a he's country guy. He sings. Um... I think I think he it goes over two minutes.
0: I like I
1: like that. But you know, there's people going back and like watching these people sing the national anthem. Let's try to get a step ahead.
2: They're, those are called degenerate gamblers.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, are you gonna be making any of these weird prop bets? Not on the length of the national anthem. So
1: Pat McAfee is doing a Super Bowl Super Show, whatever the fuck it's called. He's doing it from like. 4.30 to whenever the game starts on his YouTube channel. And he's going to bet $30,000 on the coin toss, and there's going to be a live reaction. Because, you know, the, obviously they'll still be going, the show still be going when they're doing the coin toss. You'll be able to see his reaction to that. $30,000 wow. on the coin toss. On a flip of a coin.
2: Yeah, but it, see, those guys, they got that money to – it's that'd be like Peyton Manning flipping the coin, being like, "Okay, I lost. All righty." He's also got a he's also got a FanDuel sponsorship as well. Right, so that ain't shit to him. Bet thirty million, and then I'll be like, "Okay, go ahead, baller." Are you um Are you ready to give your Super Bowl pick? I can. Go ahead. I think for me, I'm gonna take it like I've said all year, till somebody runs the clock out on them. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is the man. I I called this Super Bowl weeks back. The NFL needed this. I think the Chiefs win. I think forty-five to thirty-four.
0: You
1: got a Big Twelve game going on. <laughs>
2: I got a lot of Big Twelve. Play. I got Texas Tech out there. Patrick Patrick <laughs> Mahomes throwing the ball. Um,
0: I like the Chiefs 38-28. Oh, the Washington Wizards just stole one for the Nets. Or well, the other night for the Nets, by the way, I was watching highlights of it. Just now.
2: Did Hilarious. you see D- uh, Damian Lillard steal one from the Bulls?
0: I did he's a fruit. nasty
2: yeah he's nasty um,
1: man you know we talk about the super bowl we've talked about the nfl which i'm real excited for the direction of our sports show with nfl we have a lot of different things we want to do but i want to romanticize about the super bowl for a minute before we go on uh it's always 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 held a special place in my heart it's always super bowl sunday has always always been very special to me the first Super Bowl I recall watching, and Barry, you're going to love this, Super Bowl 21. Uh, the Giants beat the Broncos. Phil Simms had a historic day. Otis Anderson was out there balling. No, he wasn't. Not that one, he wasn't.
2: That was 90.
1: That was 90. But he was on the team.
2: Yeah, was Joe Morris, I think, or... Yeah, Joe Morris was the running back. Mark
1: Bavaro, Lawrence Taylor, they got a safety on Elway in the end zone. Um, the Broncos beat the Browns on the drive to get to that game. So that was kind of my first like playoff football and Super Bowl. And I was, I believe, five... I was six years old when that happened. Maybe five. I can't remember. The one before that, 20, was the Bears. I don't quite remember that as much. But I remember vividly, and I've seen every super bowl since super bowl 21 uh love the game it's a shame that my team never got there it's always been kind of a a dream i still wear my and rucker made a a cool tweet like am i the only one that wears my team's jersey on super bowl sunday like no i do too if anything just to like i hope my team gets there and represent the browns and I, i think super bowl sunday is a celebration of the nfl so i it's to me it's always just been the greatest sports event there is uh just a national spectacle. I've seen some – the NFC dominate up until 1998, and then I remember L.A. getting that one. And that was his first of back-to-back, kind of led the playing field. Uh, Brett Favre hitting Andre Risen to start the game. You know, he – obviously, Risen was a Brown a couple of years before that. To see that was like, ugh. Um, the biggest ugh moment in Super Bowl history for me was – My Browns moving, and then the Ravens winning the Super Bowl with guys that play on the Browns on the team. That was the biggest kick in the dick, I think, of any Cleveland sports moment ever, to me, was the Ravens winning that Super Bowl. Over the Giants. Over the Giants. That was just, that was painful. I mean, I can't imagine anything more gut-wrenching for a fan base than
2: watching that shit. It was. I was was very gut-wrenched. Oh, I was,
1: ugh. Um, Joe Montana. Beating the Bengals in Super Bowl. What was that? 23. I mean, with, you know, there's this iconic moment. I've been watching a lot of NFL films this week, which is another cool thing about Super Bowl week you get all those past Super Bowl videos, NFL films did. You kind of watch them back to back to back. They're streaming all day, all night. They're great. But the Bengals score to take the lead. And Sam White, who coached for the Bengals before, or coached for the 49ers before that, looking up the clock, being like, left too much time. He, he knew it just it's you some amazing moments i thought the uh the cowboys teams in the 90s were as dominant as i've ever seen in my life and the rivalry they had with the 49ers of basically you knew going into the season it was going to come down to them and the 49ers in the mc championship game and that was probably who was going to win the super bowl that was that was an amazing time in the 90s and you know, in the two thousand we've seen, you know, Steelers get there a couple of times and then the the dominance that is the New England Patriots has just been unbelievable to watch. Probably cost Peyton Manning a couple of rings. Cost you know, we've seen different teams in the NFC get there, but the Patriots having them being a mainstay every single year and at least the AFC championship game has been unbelievable to watch in today's modern era. So but yeah, I mean I could talk and talk and talk about the Super Bowl all day long. You know, it being in the Rose Bowl or it being in Tampa. I mean, I was, it's I don't know. It's my favorite sports day, and I get hyped for the Super Bowl like I did when I was five years old.
2: Yeah, man, my, my first Super Bowl memory, of course, is the Giants and the Bills Super Bowl. And vividly remember the Giants players being down hand in hand on their knees and Scott mm-hmm. Norwood going wide right. Pushing that thing right, yep. Yeah. And that was just awful. You know, I felt terrible for Bill's fans. <laughs> Wrong. That was great. I sent Scott Norwood a gift card when I was old enough to have money. <laughs> I said, thank you, pal. <laughs> but no, I mean, dude when you go back and you think of all the crazy moments that have happened in the Super Bowl i mean you mentioned that uh that Bengals Niners game
0: mm-hmm.
2: where to this day people talk about joe montana 100 and 112 you know uh attempts no picks uh how many t- so many touchdowns blah blah, blah. Uh what was it? Thirteen to six. Bengals are up and Joe Montana tries to hit um Is it Jerry Rice? He tries to hit Jerry Rice and Lewis Billps throws it right into Lewis Billps' hands and Lewis Bills drops it. And the next play he hits John Taylor in the end zone. And tie you know, and they go on to win. So if the Bengals pick it right there, Bengals probably win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you yeah. have to hear about that forever. I would have Bengals fan. I would. Thank you. Lewis Billington dropping that ball. <laughs> I really appreciate that, bro. <laughs> um, man, the bus. Jerome Bettis. I'm not a Steelers guy, but winning it in Detroit, his hometown. That was very cool to see. Ray Lewis going out um a winner beating Tom Brady in the AFC Championships to get it done. Um with Daniel's play f- flowing through his body. Go ahead. Yeah, dude, if you when you watch Ray Lewis come onto the fucking field for that, there's he wasn't leaving losing. Like they, the energy and I and I call and I tell him I'm like I call him Ray Double Murder Lewis. Because we're we're cool like that, we can do that. He,
1: he beat he beat Jim Harbaugh in a big game. Trust me, it's been done.
2: <laughs> it's been done several times. <laughs> but I mean, that's just incredible. The Titans and oh. uh, the Titans in St. Louis, Kevin Dyson reaching and yard short. You know, the greatest show on turf. Um. Uh, And, you know, of course, of course, when you stroll in and you're undefeated and everybody's counting you down and Eli throws three linemen off of him and just closes his eyes and says, fuck, Steve Steve Smith's down there. He's down there somewhere. And And he just pins it on his fucking head. And Rodney Harrison's trying to knock it off. And Or David Tyree. Well, David Tyree. Yeah, that's who caught that one. Steve Smith caught the one the game before. But <laughs> but yeah, David Tyree catches it, boom, and then he hits Plaques go for a, a little touchdown in the end zone. Still think that play should have been blown dead. No. No.
1: In today's Eli- in today's NFL, that's definitely getting blown dead. No. Eli, I might, I, you know what? That a, might actually be a that might actually be a horse caller in today's NFL. <laughs> right. to be honest
2: with you. Yeah, right. We wouldn't even have needed to throw that yeah. pass. He'd have been that'd have been fucking like three, and we'd have been on the five yard line.
1: Yeah, I, that was that was one of the best Super Bowls I ever watched. Obviously, uh, Philly hitting the Philly special a couple years ago, and just kind of going for it, man. Thought that was great. Pete Carroll throwing away a Super Bowl.
2: Right. You give that to Marshawn Lynch, what are you doing? And then it's just
1: moments that I think everything that you get from the conversation we're having, moments in Super Bowls never die. Something that's gonna happen on Sunday is gonna be talked about for years and years and years. That's cool. And very rarely in life do you like be like, this moment right now I'm gonna remember forever, you know? But every Super Bowl, you can pretty much say that. It's just, it's my favorite game. When I was a kid, I used to get, like, this, remember you used to go, to like, the like Scholastic Book Fairs at your school? And they always have, like, the Super Bowl books. Yeah. With, like, you know, and for me, like, obviously I'm older, so, like, the first 25 Super Bowls and the bonus 26 Super Bowl, and you know, I, <laughs> I would read those books cover to cover to cover and read about how Timmy Smith went for 200 yards in 1987. You know what I mean? And it's just, or Marcus Allen have the longest run until Willie Parker beat it, you know, just, or the Steelers of the seventies or, you know, Bart Starr or the Packers or Glenn Dawson out there smoking heaters in the locker room, winning Super Bowls. uh, Al Davis Raiders in the seventies and John coached by John Madden. I mean, it's just
2: Ghost a lot of the history, post. man. The Super Bowl. Dave Casper it, said, let me, holler at me, Kenny Stabler." And,
1: and that's one thing that like, I think that like, over history, Tom Brady is going to be underappreciated a little bit. Probably like LeBron. Go ahead and make your comment, whatever. But the Browns, we just celebrated winning a playoff game more than probably any team should. <laughs> you know? Corvette, I mean, I'm Corvette. Still, I'm still celebrating that shit.
2: He is. Corvette, about Corvette, the other day.
1: <laughs> but the fact that we just won one playoff game for the first time since 1994. And this motherfucker's going to his tenth Super Bowl.
0: Like he's not even we're not even on this, playing the same sport as this dude. So
1: that's it's it's amazing, man. Everyone enjoy the Super Bowl. Let us know what you think about some of the prop bets we said. Uh we don't maybe we'll do some squares or something. I don't know. I don't know if a is gonna be open this week with it just being one game.
2: Yeah. Well, and and also Ahmad Bradshaw trying not to score. But he fell in the end zone and gave Brady that extra time.
1: He must and have had we, a bonus in his contract.
2: No, he legit tried to stop and he just like fell in. And, uh, yeah, and man, shit, it has to be a
1: piece in the back of his mind like
2: $100,000 fall. And well, <laughs> Brady threw a fucking Hail Mary and just like Gronkowski, if it was Aaron Hernandez, I mean, he would have caught it. But Gronkowski's not as athletic and he didn't get there.
0: I had to fine. throw in my Giants'
2: second Super Bowl win of the 2000s. Why couldn't Kerry Collins get it done for me? Fucking bomb. Penn State. Fuck him. Jim Fossil had, didn't have a clue. No. who You know who the scored the only Giants touchdown in our really? fucking route loss? Ron Dixon runs the fucking kickoff back. 97 yards. <sighs>
1: that was... Very, 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 very frustrating to watch for me.
2: the yeah, fuck, but that defense. <laughs> the yeah, they had some killers. hey, legitimately, the um, uh, man, the fucking two thousand Ravens defense. If you they went, they won five games and never scored a touchdown.
1: I know. I'm they horrible. were winning
2: games like fifteen to six.
1: I'm very much aware. <laughs>
2: Very I aware. Mean, well. Oh, the, the defense was so nasty. I I'm so I, nasty. I know all about it. Some and of those the, guys played for the Browns. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> Shout out Anthony Pleasant and Matt Stover out there getting Super Bowl rings with the Ravens.
2: And the 2002 Tampa Bay Bucks defense. Yeah. Derek Don't Brooks, it. Warren Sapp, uh Who up? Rod Woodson, I think, was even on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, that was a hell of a
1: storyline too with uh, the Raiders
2: trading Gruden. Yeah,
1: with a, a head coach getting traded for draft picks was unbelievable at the time. Then Dude, to see insane. those two teams meet in the Super Bowl, and then Gruden basically knowing everything that Oakland, Oakland at the time Raiders were gonna do. I mean, that's
0: yeah,
1: that was some fucking high level drama, and I mean. Those, those Tony Dungy team, Bucks teams were great, and then Gruden just kind of got them over the hunt with Brad Johnson at quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of great – we could talk about this shit forever, but since we just talked about a trade – everybody enjoy the Super Bowl. I, we're, I'm going to be live tweeting it from the Doing the Favor account on Twitter. Uh, Barry, I'm sure, is going to be having some tweets and some thoughts too as that game goes. Maybe we'll even go live or something like that and talk, but it's maybe at halftime. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll see the weekend at halftime. You know, Lily loves the weekend. That's all right. Lily, she got her little videos she watches. I don't know if it's very like toddler friendly, but she she enjoys the weekend. She dances then when he's done. It, so she goes, "Yay!" I'm like, he's got blood all over his mouth and shit. But she watches a lot of like '80s, like NWA wrestling and shit. She can handle it.
2: Right. She's she's about that life.
1: <laughs> Speaking of trades. You know, last week, I thought it was very fun to talk about the quarterback carousel. And I couldn't believe that it got started as early as it did. But Matt Stafford got traded to the Rams for Jared Goff. Along with Jared Goff coming to the Rams or to the Lions is going to be first round picks from 2022, 2023, 2021. A third round pick in
0: 2021. Wow. They they paid a price. Right. Basically, to me,
1: this screen on top of uh, the Rams basically getting the guy who I think Matt Stafford is highly highly underrated, and if he can stay healthy, I think that's easily easily a double digit win football team, and competing for a deep playoff run. I think they they could be that good cooper cup robert woods uh cam Akers. i mean they got josh reynolds isn't a bad player they they got some players over there
2: yeah van jefferson uh the rookie cam acres i think you will see those dudes uh, you'll see robert woods and cooper cup both stats will shoot up i think mm,
1: absolutely absolutely um I love it for the Rams. I mean, they gave up a lot. They mortgaged the future. They don't have a first-round pick until 2024.
2: Ricky Williams ring a bell?
1: Well, I guess their (laughs) mindset is, well, you know, at the same time, I hope they're not looking for a quarterback in the next few years. Matt Stafford is, what, 32
2: years old? Yeah, something like that. So, with
1: the way the NFL is today, and we see guys playing longer and – the rules of touching the quarterback have changed drastically. I think that he's got a chance to play there 3-4 years. His career has been he's had a top 10 defense one in his career once in his career and they went 10 and 6. So, well, and they got a good defense over there in LA. To so to me, LA this screamed they had they had to get out of that Jared Goff contract, right?
2: Oh, dude, he's a- he was robbing them.
1: So I at the time when they signed him, and it was four years, $134 million contract with a twenty five million dollar signing bonus, thirty three and a half million dollar annual salary, and guaranteed fifty seven million. That's nuts. If you're gonna pay a guy that much money, my theory is well, you have to ask yourself is he the reason we're winning? To me, that never came across that way. Oh. Todd Gurley, Sean McVay calling the plays, the creative play design, and him executing, and everything was really off play action. You know, he started to decline big time whenever Gurley's production
2: stopped. You want me to give you a crazy stat? Go ahead. Since 2019, Jared Goff Frank's second in most turnovers in the NFL. You know who ranks first? Daniel fucking Jones with 39. So he is, and you know how much fucking Daniel Jones turns the ball over.
1: And he hasn't been in the league since 2013.
2: Jared Gall, no, since 2019. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Since 2019, that they are one and two. Jared Goff has turned the ball over one less time than fucking uh, this Daniel Jones.
1: First time since 2000, number one overall picks were uh, traded for each other. Uh, you know, Detroit did a good job of getting some picks. I, I don't think Jared Goff's the answer. I still, Do you think they look for a quarterback in the draft this year?
2: Mm. If you If someone's there, I mean, listen, what picks did they get? What's the picks?
1: First round picks this year, next year, twenty twenty three. Third so round I'm saying, this
2: what's, year. What's oh they got a third round this year? Yeah. Eh, maybe not this year. They might see what he does. No, those
1: they, there's the picks they got back. I don't know what picks they actually have themselves.
2: Oh, I was thinking I was thinking the number. Like, are they like they top? have a top ten?
1: They they have, I believe they have the seventh overall pick in the
2: draft. I, you fucking take Justin Fields if he's there. If okay. he's there. Fuck uh what's davante Smith? Is that that's uh out the dude from Bama? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I think they had him projected to go like seventh. You yeah, know. If if Justin Fields is there, to me Justin Fields is the most NFL ready quarterback this year. I think I said that last week. If he's there, you fucking take him and go, cause golf is injury prone. So, fuck you, take him. Look, man, we gave you a chance. You got hurt. Fuck you, Justin Fields is our starter. Now, sit there, collect your big fucking check that we gave you because we're stupid, and watch us uh, try to win these games.
1: You want to hear some uh, Jared Goff contract numbers?
2: Throw them at me.
1: So, this year, in base salary, Jared Goff is due $25.325 million. $2.5 million is a roster bonus for a total cap hit of $27,825,000. If they were to cut him,
0: it'd be a $43 million dead cap hit. Dead money on the cap. Next year, face salary
1: $10 million, roster bonus $15.5, cap hit $25.5, and dead cap if you we were to cut him $15.5
0: million. You have a potential out in 2023 with a zero dead cap hit. So there's that.
2: <laughs> I, I was gonna say I don't think he makes it past that. But uh, in, 20, in
1: 2023, he's due 20 million with a five five million dollar roster bonus, with a 25 million dollar cap hit, and the same thing again 2024, basically 21 million, 21 million and 64 dollars. That's really weird. And a roster bonus of $5 million. So you don't want to... Uh, I think he's there through next year. If it's really, really, really bad this year, they want to eat $15.5 million on the cap next year. I guess. If it's absolute dog shit situation. Yeah. But I, can, I think he's going to be on the team at least through next year.
2: Well, you know, look, I'm not an NFL fucking scout, whatever, but I think I can... Look at someone and be like that dude's fucking next level fucking talented.
1: Or that dude ain't it.
2: <laughs> you're right. What the fuck were these scouts for the Rams thinking when they saw this fucker throw and his mobility? Like he had to have an insider, somebody that was like this is our guy, fucking pay him and like get a percentage of that fucking check because I, I'll tell you what that the Browns... dude ain't fucking not. That's not it.
1: Browns dodged a bullet there because we had Hugh Jackson as the head coach who went to Cal and he was making doing everything he could to get in that number one spot to take him. And it didn't happen, thank God. I think the uh, the I uh, look, you know, that's the time the Browns really dove, dove into analytics with Saucy Brown and Paul DiPodesto. And I think that basically they were in the business of acquiring assets, not trading assets. So I think that's. That was our saving grace in that situation, or we would have been stuck with fucking Jared Goff and maybe won a few games and missed out on Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield and da 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 da.
2: So. And and two huge fans of the show, Paul, what's his face?
1: Paul DePodesta. De De huge You know fan Paul De podesto is. You know the movie Moneyball. Yeah, that's about he's, him. He's Jonah Hill's character. Okay, so. Like in real face. life. In real life, yeah. In real life, that's Paul De podesto played by Jonah Hill in the movie Moneyball.
2: Well, both of he them. He still works fame. for the Browns,
1: too, by the way. He's huge been doing great fame. things for us.
2: He's going to call in one of these times.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure he will. <laughs> um, What do you think is the basement for the Rams for this trade to be still considered a success?
2: Uh, they have to go to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. fuck, Jared Goff got you to the playoffs. Your there defense is. Is- That's
1: That's it. You got to—that's that's your comparison right there, right?
2: Yeah, you you have to go back.
1: I mean, it has to it has to greatly exceed what Jared Goff was doing for them.
2: Yeah, well, and Jared Goff didn't. Do, let's face it, the fucking defense got him to the fucking playoffs.
1: Jared <laughs> Goff got a Super Bowl ring.
2: Right, Pain-like. and Matt Safford, I think, like I said, I think he turns up those receivers. Those are receivers stats will look a lot better this year and i i think they go back to the playoffs i really do i tell you what
1: if people think or if, if that offense can do what people think it's going to do and they can consistently score it in the 30s it's a wrap they're gonna have a nice year that's a 12 win football team
2: yeah you aren't uh the rams ain't giving 30 up to very many teams right
1: so that's that's the thinking. Uh, Matt Stafford also has some has had some health issues over the years. So look out for that. So if if, if he dude, gets hurt, that's that this trade could be I mean he still has bus potential for the Rams. That, they gave dude up
2: took, a lot. that dude took a fucking beating in uh Detroit.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean he got beat up for fucking years. Mm-hmm. And he's probably like, fuck, maybe they have a line. You know what I mean? So he's he's probably hopeful that he won't get hit as much.
1: So the quarterback carousel has spun. Another rumor we heard, that I heard, I'm not sure if you were aware of, was involving the San Francisco 49ers. And apparently it's been going around. Somebody said, don't be surprised if it's Kirk Cousins.
2: <laughs> Fucking Minnesota couldn't be so lucky.
1: Kyle Shanahan had him in Washington. Loved him.
2: Kyle Shanahan fucking hopefully doesn't uh, doesn't do that to San Francisco. Kirk Cousins' record against fucking above 500 teams is what, like three and fucking 30? Not great. Not fucking at all. And it had Dalvin
1: Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Tafon Diggs, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph.
0: Rudolph.
1: I mean, they've had... Some players up there with him. Yeah. And they've done some things. They've made the playoffs. They've had wins and things like that. But more often than not, it's been let down city from Kirk Cousins, especially in big game situations.
2: Yeah. But their big playoff fucking run was with, uh, not with Cousins. It was the year before Cousins. With Keenum. Yeah. Case Keenum. The Minnesota miracle to Stephon Diggs. Currently a Browns backup. And then fucking uh Kirk Cousins got there and was like, fuck it. <laughs> One of the greatest memes I ever seen was when they were rioting in Minnesota and somebody took a picture of Target and all that was left was Kirk Cousins jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking great. I thought that was funny. Um Deshaun Watson said he's
0: prepared to set out the season. Oh. Yeah. So, somebody's hand's going to get forced there. Whether
1: it's going to be that making a trade or him sitting out. Somebody's going to have to make a move.
2: You know, the guy's unhappy. I, and there's a lot of players, I think, that are unhappy. And you you have to let him go. I mean, because that's just going to spread. Other players are going to see how you're treating him. And then they're going to just be like, okay, fuck these guys. You know, this organization's trash. Like, I don't want to deal with them. And then that also hurts you in free agency when people are like, yeah, I don't want to go there.
1: You got Andre Johnson speaking out saying, yeah, you should leave, dude. Probably hurts your free agency. A little
2: bit. A little bit. But,
1: again, we'll see about how that works out. We'll be talking about the quarterback carousel every week. Very big announcement today by EA Sports College Football coming back to to video game form
2: yeah they're trying to get me to buy a fucking ps5 something awful oh that'll do it that (laughs) i'd probably do it
1: um i was sad to see it go the last one was in 2014 with trash aston or robinson on the cover um i understand why i'm all for uh the i'm a big like i'm on the side of the of the student athlete in this situation right so I do think that, you know, if people are making millions of dollars off me, I'd like a taste of that. Especially when I'm the one putting my body on the line. Right. So I'm I'm thinking they got something worked out to where the players will get compensated somehow. Under the NFL, um, I believe they used to get like 10000 $12,000 checks each player across the board, unless you're on the cover. So I think it's cool. I was always more of a Madden guy. Now, to me, it was basically the same game made by the same company. But, you know, Ohio State was always, always fun for me to play because Ohio State was always dominant. You know, my favorite team is a dominant team in the game, so which always makes the game funner. Like Madden's gotten funner for me since the Browns have been good. Try, try having fun on Madden with an 0-16 Browns roster. <laughs> Not cool. Not cool. Almost have to play Dynasty mode and build the team up right yeah but yeah it's cool i saw a lot of people were very 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 happy i'm happy for all of my friends are fans of the game i know the game has a had a big 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 following i mean it was in college it was huge i saw somebody made a list of all the players that haven't been on the ncaa football game it was more like recent guys like baker mayfield deshaun watson lamar jackson saquon barkley and somebody commented tom brady question mark i'm like Dude, he was on NCAA football '99. Right. So, very cool, and yeah, I'm glad it's coming back, man. So hopefully, and hopefully, they work kind on of agreeing with the players where the players will get compensated in some way. That's that's an easy way to compensate the players, in my
2: opinion. Well, and the college basketball is I hopefully comes back as well because I mean that used to I used to play that on Sega and shit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was cool, like Ed O'Bannon. Charles O'Bannon. I
1: was. O'Bannon's the one that got it
2: banned. I know. Because he was like, look, motherfucker, Frost is over here playing this game in Ohio, and y'all ain't paying me.
1: <laughs> All right. Moving on, and the last thing we'll talk about here. You know, this sports show just, it wouldn't go on unless Barry somehow mentioned LeBron James in some form or fashion. I ain't said his name one time tonight. Well, we're going to now. (laughs) LeBron had an altercation with a fan in Atlanta. Uh, There was a gentleman, mid-60s, with his wife, mid-20s. First off, ain't mad at it.
2: Right, I'll speak on that.
1: Ain't mad at it at all. But the fan, who has been going to Hawks games for years, has had courtside seats for years, And has also had a back and forth with LeBron for years. Uh, Obviously, with not as many fans in the stands, some things that are said are going to be a little more clearly, not only from the fans, but from the players. And, yeah, you know, words were exchanged. You know, the missus didn't like how her husband was spoken to. She spoke up. LeBron said his piece on that. They were escorted from the court. LeBron did say he didn't think they should have been kicked out which is, you know, he. I'm sure he's probably heard a lot worse in his career. Actually, I, I know he has because I've been present for it. But, yeah, it's just one of the things that got magnified because there's not as many fans in the stands. Probably happens a lot more than what we think. Go ahead. Do what you got to do.
2: So, nine times out of ten, I am going to be on the fan side. Okay? But coming from... Our era of basketball were Spike Lee, him and Reggie. You know what I mean? And Reggie told Spike's wife to, you know, suck it. Yeah. You know, he did. Scotty and told Spike Lee, set the fuck down. You know what I mean? Like, fan interaction is always part of the game. And, LeBron knows it. LeBron's soft. Let's let's call it what it is. He takes things a little personal. But I don't believe this chick I was, story. I was,
1: I'm sorry, I was shaking my head. Go ahead.
2: I don't believe this chick's story where she says, you know, I don't give a fuck about LeBron, you know? And she even says, I was minding my own business, <laughs> drinking my beverage, having fun. So you're fucking drunk. You're a drunk-ass fucking... God. Don't, See, don't. I get I'll get in trouble if I say what I want to say about her. Um bought she bought and paid for. She's bought and paid for. Okay, let's just say the, you're you're Anna Nicole Smith. You're following Anna Nicole Smith's playbook. Find a rich old fucking dude. Hope he croaks and take his fucking money. But I'm in love. But I legitimately don't think LeBron said "sit the fuck down, bitch." I just he may have he not may have. not to her though, like to the dude. I could see him saying that to the dude.
1: Somebody said the, one of the things that was audible picked up was LeBron calling dude "old steroid ass."
2: <laughs> but but that's a he, like you said, he's had interactions. With, LeBron knows who the fuck that is.
1: Yeah, he's no, he's been in front of that dude several times. Yeah, especially LeBron playing the random, East all those years. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not some random fan interaction. Like they've prob, they've went at it before, and yada yada, and there's some shit. But your fucking stupid drunk fucking girlfriend, your wife. gold digger, uh, got was drunk, ran her mouth. Now, sweetheart, listen, your dude's got money and yada yada but if you don't think lebron still can't fucking fuck up some 60 year old dude like you think your dude's got a shot of fucking beating up fucking lebron like lebron might not even be able to fight but he's a pro athlete and your dude is sixty-some years old fucking nobody and probably would get fucked up so uh what's this chick's name her name
1: fucking... is Juliana Juliana Carlos. Carlos. Juliana Carlos on Twitter Juliana yeah. with two A's at the end.
2: Yeah, so I I just don't see how that was. It she blew it up. That's where well, like she got a chance. She got a chance for some attention. Right. That's what I'm saying is, that's like you're out at the fucking bar and you have a disagreement with a dude, and then dude's girl ends up causing him to get his ass whooped because she won't shut the fuck up. Cause it's like, all right, man, like, whatever, blah, blah. And that's LeBron's personality to be like, okay, blah, blah, he'll talk you know, he'll talk his shit. And then okay, whatever. But then the the chick's in the fucking ear yapping. And it's like, you okay, know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know who she's lucky who wasn't there? Ron Artes.
1: Savannah nuck if you buck James. I see she's
2: from the hood.
1: She's from Akron. Yeah. So is
2: LeBron. Yeah, but LeBron's soft.
1: I mean no basis for your claims. The most durable athlete in NBA history.
2: Jesus so Christ, Go not ahead. This again. No basis um, for my claim. This dude got knocked over a table in high school and his fucking mommy. His mommy came out on the court. Okay. To because to, because to, because, billion, that's her because fucking her billion, billion dollar, dollar asset bill ticket,
1: her billion dollar asset <laughs> son got knocked her. Barry, your fat ass has been on the court too. Hey.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't about me. This ain't about me. goddammit.
1: it. But my skinny ass has been on the court as well. I ain't knocking. I ain't talking shit. I'm just saying. Look, if it, but if it, it was
2: if it was my daughter and she was getting ready to sign, look, I'd be like, homie, you better not come outside. I'm running you over but i'm just saying uh you know old girl God, can i be i almost want to be racist to white people right here and i think i will okay go ahead because i can yes um older well not even i'm not gonna say older drunk white bar women that think they're fucking higher class, have fucking just mouths on them. And they need their ass whooped, dog walked.
1: Well, that mouth probably helped her get to where she is.
2: Well, sucking dick and getting your ass kicked are two different things. Because the old rich white guy is going to pay you. And some chick that fucking just is going like, bitch, I will punch you in the mouth. And like you said, old Savannah would have fucking dropped her in her fucking tracks. You know, and that's where I think I feel bad for LeBron because he don't have no real hitters on the team with him anymore, I don't think. Like, you know, Ron Ron Artest used to be out there. Shit like if you fucked with Kobe, Ron Artest would punch you in the throat. And and LeBron don't have Anthony Davis ain't gonna square up on you. So these <laughs> Kyle Kuzma might. He won't. You know, or Brandon Ingram.
1: He won't. He's on the he's on the Pelicans now, but he won't. He have. got
2: traded, didn't he? For he was in that Anthony Davis. But you know, and the only one I uh, got Russo ain't throwing hands out there. Who did they lose to the other night and i was fucking dying laughing because they said the dude, uh somebody they stuck alex caruso on the dude that hit the three and he was like you fucking stick alex caruso on him." it might have been portland or something like that and fucking damian lillard fucking daggered him and it was you know just uh, i don't know these fucking drunk ass white women you got anything else this evening no man, I just like I said, I hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Last football game of the year. I and you know, well, this football season. Uh man, I'm excited to get into this March Madness, the NBA play, you know, NBA playoffs. I'm I'm hyped up, ready to roll. So doing the favorite March Madness. You follow me? Bowl? We can. I like that. But uh, follow me on Twitter, at BFrost28. Eric, drop the credentials, sir.
1: You can follow me on Twitter, at EricBrown740. But, of course, always follow the show on Twitter and Instagram by searching at Doing Favor. Go to our website, DoingTheFavor.com, for links to all our previous podcasts, merch, articles. Uh, we also do uh, figures, wrestling figures. So we do a buy-sell trade there in the legwork section. So check that out wherever you get your podcast whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, be sure podbean, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for the support. This is a passion project for us and we really enjoy doing it.
2: Absolutely. And uh again, you know, we just appreciate everybody taking time out of your busy work day to listen to us and uh, hopefully we make your day a little bit more enjoyable. So with that, thank you. And good night and God bless. Peace
1: It goes one, two. Three into the foe. Eric I you are up with ETF, and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass folded. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric, holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time. Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind, just a few more days until we're back live. Will be your lifeline. I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor. Let it marinate in something to savor. We've so hard, This is a layup. Until the next time, doing the favor. Yeah, doing the favor. Doing the
2: favor. Do uh, doing the favor. Until next time, do me
0: the favor.